The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring the ECU Players Lounge Edition. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, we'll talk to ECU quarterback Holton Ehlers, running back Rajay Harris, wide receivers CJ Johnson and Tyler Sneed, and linebackers Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, starts right now. Let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to the starting quarterback of the East Carolina Pirates. He is Holton Ehlers, joining us on a Players Lounge edition of pirate radio live holden how you doing today man good how are you guys doing doing, doing good. good appreciate your time as always holden I, I joked last week that uh boy the offense really got going after being down 17 in the fourth quarter to marshall maybe we should spot charleston southern 17 points and uh i wasn't being serious about that holden but the team uh, did spot charleston southern 14 points early 14 nothing deficit in that game holden how do you take a, a smack to the face like that and respond uh the way you guys were able to do in the second quarter yeah um we didn't handle success well from the week before and everyone telling us we're we're all this and that we're gonna go out there and kill them and we let it get to our head and we just came out not ready to play and uh you know to be honest with you we played about one quarter of good football there and the rest was not good football at all so we just got to learn from it um you know we got out of there with a win and we're two and two and that's the main goal but we definitely got to learn from that and and be better from it holding this troy how much of it was east carolina not playing their at their best versus obviously charleston southern i think playing at their best and and really kind of exceeding expectations of what type of team they are yeah, no, I mean, they're a good football team. Um, there's no doubt about it. They, you know, they played a really good game. They had a really good scheme and game plan coming in. You know, I mean, their offense, I think, was really impressive coming out the way they did and the tempo that they had and um, all of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we weren't ready to play. I mean, it was pretty obvious we weren't ready to play. And, like I said, we, you know, we're lucky to get out of there with a win, but we did get out of there with a win. And, you know, that's the main goal. So we just got to continue to grow from it. You know, we're 2-2 two and two now going into conference play, and I don't know when the last time that was. We were 500. So we just got to – got to learn from it um you know anytime we can get a win it's a blessing so we just got to learn and get better from it uh, i agree i put it out there last night on, on twitter that hey look at the beginning of the the year we you know we pulled a lot of people during the summertime said would you take two and two and uh non-conference play going into the conference season and everyone at the preseason everyone would be like heck yeah we'd, we'd take two and two well here we are you know it might have been a weird path and how we got there but uh, hey look pirates have a lot to play for this season and still a lot tremendous potential this this past game this was like a yo-yo game it was kind of a crazy game where uh, ecu goes down to start the game big and then all of a sudden rallies back i believe it was 31 unanswered points if i remember correctly and then <laughs> Charleston Southern comes back to uh, almost, you know, pull off a huge upset. What was it on the, you know, you're you're there, you're on the sideline watching it, and then you're on the field playing it. Uh, what was it with the emotions of this game for you guys like? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I mean, coming out, um, you could tell kind of early in the week that we didn't have as good of practices as we did, and we kind of were taking them lightly. And that's, you know, not the whole team. There was, you know, I mean, a few, you could just have that feeling that it was, not as serious as it should have been. And, um, you know, as leaders, as a team, we got to control that and fix that. 
um, when we see it. So, I mean, it starts with me. It starts with, you know, some of the guys that are on the team that are leaders and the older guys. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we did get to win. Like you said, I mean, if, if we came into this season and say we're going to be 500 going into it with everything we want and every, every one of our goals in front of us, we'd take it. So, uh, you know, we're going to take it. We're going to learn from it. And, um, yeah, we're going to prepare for Tulane this week and go out there and put a good performance together. Holden Naylor's joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, holding you. You break down your good plays and your bad plays after a game. I guess it's better to to look at interceptions after a win than as opposed to a loss. But it felt like you guys had an opportunity to kind of put them away. Up 17, driving. You could go up 24. Uh, but you're picked off in the end zone. What happened on, on that particular interception? Yeah, DB. Um, you know, we had the perfect coverage for the play that we had called. The DB just attacked the ball and made a really good play on it, and their safety was there to, to get the deflection there. But um, at the end of the day, every interception's my fault. Now I've got to take blame for it. And the second one was definitely my fault. You know, I threw it inside. Should have thrown it more outside. But, um, you know, like you said, it's way better with a win, and, you know, it could have been a lot worse with a loss. So, you know, I'm going to learn from it. I know it can happen. You know, I take full blame for it, and I'm just going to learn from it and be better. A good play to watch back on film, Holden, is uh, the Conley connection hooking up again. It was good to say, uh, see CJ finally get loose on a big one. You caught him uh, on a touchdown 60 yards uh, down the field. And uh, we've been waiting on that one, Holden. I know you guys have been waiting on that in 2021 as well. Yeah, we have. You know, he's an incredible talent. Um, he's got so much potential, and you just got to put it all together and and go out there and have good performances. You know, I trust him. And anytime I can get him the ball anywhere near him, I trust that he can make a play with it. Um, he has full capable of doing that. So just getting the ball to him, sneeding those guys as much as possible. So, you know, I think, um, you know, winning formula. I thought Mitchell had another great day, too, obviously with that explosive run. And uh, the Pirate fans have seen his speed. Just such a dangerous player as fast as he is. Yeah, he's as fast as anyone I've ever played with or played against. Um, he's incredible. And, I remember talking in the spring when Aaron Jarman got here, a, a Temple tight end transfer, um, and I was just telling him, I was like, if he was, you know, talking about the players and, you know, what was different from here and his old school, and I was just like, just watch this kid, you know, he's going to be special. And within the first two practices of spring ball, he was like, yeah, you're right, you know, dang, this kid is going to be something special. And um, he's done that this year. Um, he's got a lot of ball ahead of him. Um, he's got a long career ahead of him. You know, I mean, he's a special talent. I'm excited to see where he goes. Guys got Tulane coming up this weekend. 3.30 kickoff to Audi Ficklin Stadium for a homecoming game. The uh, crowd was great, I thought, last uh, last game. The, 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 the fans really showed up. Obviously, it was a family day, too. I think hopefully it should be another great weather day. Expecting an awesome crowd out there Saturday, too. What are your expectations going into Tulane? What do you see from them early on here? Yeah, they got a good defense. Um, you know, they're a good team. Their record doesn't deplete them how they really are. Um, you know, they've played really good teams. They've played, you know, I mean, two top 25 teams and, you know, really top 15 teams um, in the country and played them well. They extreme, they played Oklahoma extremely well. And then, you know, Ole Miss, they, they didn't play as well. But Ole Miss is a really good football team as well. But, I mean, they're a good football team. I mean, we felt like last year kind of got away from us. We didn't play the best, and we made it a close game in the fourth quarter. So, um, I'm excited to play them. I'm excited to, you know, face them. And I think we match up well with them. So, we just got to go out there and play well. You know, it's a it's a big game for us. You know, go three and two, um, one and zero in conference would be huge, um, especially in front of our home fans. And we, and we need those those fans to show out. Um, it's a huge game for us, probably the biggest game of the year so far. So we just got to go out there and play good. Touches on it there, Holden. This is the first time East Carolina can be uh, have a winning record this late in the season since I believe 2015. Certainly since uh, since you've been here as the quarterback at East Carolina, Holden. So when you see that, I, I mean, it gives you a whole lot to play for and a lot to be excited about, right? 
It does. You know, like I said, you know, all of our goals that we set in preseason are still ahead of us. Um, they're still within reach, and, you know, we control our own destiny, and that's the way we want it. So um, you just got to go there and take advantage of it. You know, we know that you know, our conference is a good conference. We're going to face quality teams each week, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we're a quality team. We're a good football team, and we can just go out there and, and stack wins together, and that's how you get to a bowl game. Holding on, and, and before we let you go, back-to-back weeks for Jaquan McMillan, just huge second-half interceptions. One came at the end of the game against Marshall, pick six in the third quarter against Charleston Southern. I'm curious, what's your what's your personal record like at practice with Jaquan? i got to imagine those are some good battles. He's probably got you a few times, and you're able to get him a few times. What's it like battling him uh, in practice? Shoot, yeah, man. I mean, he, he's one of the best corners in the country. Um, he has been since his freshman year, since he, since he stepped foot on campus, and he's He's a great guy. I mean, he works extremely hard. He, he doesn't say too much. He just works hard, keeps his head down and works. And he's a great leader for the team. But, yeah, I mean, I hate going against him in practice. You know, it's good for the receivers to go against someone like that. But, yeah, it, it ain't too fun going against someone like that for me. Um, you know, having to put the ball exactly where it needs to be or else he's going to either pick it or knock it down. So, But it's good competition. You know, I mean, going against someone like that can only make you better. And, you know, that's what we've done. Well, and good luck this Saturday for homecoming, 3.30 kickoff, as we mentioned. Tickets are still available for fans that uh, have not gotten theirs yet. Look forward to uh, seeing you out there again, and obviously we'll catch up with you again next week inside the Players' Lounge, and uh, look forward to talking with you next time. For sure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, back inside the uh, Players' Lounge as we talk to a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball, Tyler Sneed and Rajay Harris joining me here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Congrats, win uh, number two in a row, fellas. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you. Good, good. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm curious, as a, a viewer of football, we have our ideas of how a game's going to go before it's played. And in this game, we were thinking, all right, ECU's going to win by multiple touchdowns. It's going to be a great day at Daddy Ficklin. When you win by three as a player, it's, I mean, it's different. It's not Madden. You guys aren't robots. You're playing guys that have prepared all week trained all week so when you win a game like that you're happy you got the win are there any thoughts of man we should have beat that team by more well what's the thought on that um you know going into the week you know we like you said we knew we was gonna win um i don't know if everybody bought in that whole week but i mean we went out there we we found a way but um it was a scary one, though. It was scary. <laughs> and Tyler Holton said earlier that maybe you guys did take it a little lightly going into the game. You get down 14 to nothing immediately. Was there any of that going on? Yeah, I mean, you know, me personally, I want to beat every team by as much as we can. Um, but, you know, they were an FCS team. They are a good FCS team. But, you know, during the week, you still got to prepare the same. Uh, still got to treat it like a big game because it is a big game. Uh, you know, wins are hard to come by. So, uh, you know, going into this week, conference play, we just got to focus on that. And y'all know you don't have to get down by, like, multiple touchdowns before you start playing, right? Uh, that's two weeks in a row, 17-point comeback against Marshall, and then 14 to nothing just like that. Well, what's, what's it like getting that kind of smack in the mouth early in the game and, and having to respond? And you guys had a great second quarter. What, what, what got things rolling there? I was on the sideline. I was just looking at the score like, wow. Like, they scored, like, fast, back-to-back. So I was like – Hey, we're going to have to put our big boy pants on and go out there and play because these boys not playing. They done came from Charleston and ready to play. So, you know, I'm on the sideline talking to the offense, just, you know, keeping them motivated. 1%, 1%, 1%. And um, we went out there and we scored. Keaton Mitchell on a long 80, I think it was 85, 80, 80 yards. And he just got the momentum going from there. Yeah. And that, that mo gets going, Tyler, you, you can feel it, right? Oh, yeah. You know, 14 nothing. you kind of – 
you said to yourself, you know, we gotta we gotta really turn it on now. We gotta step it up. And uh, Keaton's run was a big momentum changer for us. Uh, he stepped up and he was gone. So, no, that was that was a big swing in the game. Rajay, you mentioned one percent there. I see you uh, put that out on social media a lot. What, what's the one percent lifestyle that you're living? What does that mean for you? Um, well, I just try to be better than I was yesterday. You know, just try to be a better person every day and just um, motivate people to to do the, do the same thing as as me. You know, you go to practice one day and say you want to catch all the passes or you want to you want to pick up all your blocks and just. Just do that every day. That means one percent. One percent. That's uh, that's what Rajay's doing. That's what this team is doing. Two wins in a row has him at two and two now with the conference opener. Looking back uh, real quick, Tyler, I did. There was one play, and after it, I tweeted, uh, "Calm down, Sneed. It's a long season." You know what play I'm talking about? It's when you tried to tried hurdle to jump, the dude. Yeah. And got hit and land awkwardly. I'm like, oh, now looking back on it, is that look? You're gonna play at a hundred miles an hour every play, right? So, I mean, that's just you. That's what you're gonna do. But when you look at it on film, you're like, man, maybe I should have gone out of bounds, or I don't know. What do you? Nah, think? I wasn't thinking of going out of bounds. It was the more maybe I should have put my foot in the ground and just got upfield. But you know, I don't know. It's just in the moment. Yeah. I was just trying to make something happen, but. <laughs> and I ended up getting flipped, landing awkwardly. But. Do what Rajay did at Marshall and just put that guy in the turf like he did on that one. <laughs> I don't know about all that, <laughs> but no. Uh, so we might see more hurdles this year, or uh, you might have a, diff- a different move next time. I'm not like those guys. I- I'd rather go over than through. <laughs> than so through? Okay. I probably got a better chance of going over than through anyway. So uh, Huge second quarter, uh, as I mentioned. And then in the second half, the only points came from Jaquan McMillan, who once again had a huge pick. I asked Holton what it was like facing him in practice. He said it's not a lot of fun, and it's not been a lot of fun for opposing quarterbacks this year. Uh, Jaquan, back-to-back weeks with big second-half picks for you guys. What's that like uh, seeing that from the sidelines, Rajay? He showed every day at practice, so it's it's really nothing to us no more. I mean, he go out there every day and he work his butt off. You know, he the real definition of that one percent I'm be talking about. It's just it shows on game day. You know, so it's nothing really, nothing really major to us because we see it every day. You know, we even see better than that. So, you know, it's just proud of that man, and I pray he continue to. To bless this team. I don't know how much you match up with them in practice where you are in the slot, or, or if you are outside, maybe you do, but how much do you face off against Jaquan? Uh, not a lot. I think we went out one-on-ones one time, maybe. He got me on the one. But uh, other than that, it's not really a matchup. Like he, he's outside. I'm mainly in the slot. But, no, he's the real deal. Talking to Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris. Got Tulane coming up next. The Green Wave have had the Pirates number over the years. What do you guys uh, remember about facing them in games past? I guess one for you, Rajay, a couple for you, Tyler. And and what have you seen from their defense this year so far? Great defense. You know, real physical defense. Uh, We're going to have to come to play from the first snap to the last snap. Um, Just a great motor. Great motor. Yeah. Similar. I mean, they're they're really good defense, physical. We're going to have to come play all four quarters. Um, but no, they're a good team overall. You know, last year we saw it, and then I mean the year before that, I guess my freshman year, uh, we saw it again. So no, they're always good. Um, but it's another opportunity to get a W. So looking forward to it, guys. We saw uh, Mason Garcia get in the Mason Garcia package near the goal line. He runs in a touchdown. So a brief but productive appearance from him on Saturday. How nice was it to see uh, the young fella get into the end zone? That's a big boy. <laughs> That's a big boy right there. I knew he was going to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Saw that with uh, with Trey Lance last night on your team. They put in a 
a QB. The outcome didn't go so well, Rajah. He gave Aaron Rodgers too much time. But, uh, you know, what, what have you guys seen in practice from Mason, from Stubblefield, these guys uh, during practice as they continue to, you know, one day their number's going to be called. Might not be this year, might be in the future. But how are those guys behind Holden looking uh, each week? They look good. I mean, they come to play every day. So, you know, it's a process. Uh, like you said, they might not play this year. They might, I mean, we don't know when their shot's going to be. But, uh, no, I mean, like he's talking about the 1%, everybody, I feel like everybody buys into that and tries to get 1% better every day. And Rajay, I'm going to knock on wood as much as I can. You and Keaton have been able to go each and every week. But you got talented running backs behind you, Definitely. if need be. So who's kind of nipping at your heels to, to get some carries uh, behind you and Keaton, Rajay, at the running um, back room? Pop, you know, Joseph McKay, uh, he's, he's been doing a great job. You know, he's just been really stand down until his, his time. And um, I believe when he when he get that opportunity, he's going to take it and he's going he's gonna to roll with it. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to seeing some young guys. And how about you guys blow out two lanes so we can see some <laughs> some other guys play. Most you definitely. guys can rest a little bit. Most definitely. You guys are playing a lot of snaps <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, but two wins in a row, and it really sets you up for – a big deal here. This will be, if you guys can get a win Saturday, the latest in the season, East Carolina's had a winning record since, I think, 2015. Uh, so, since you guys have been here, and, and that gives you a lot to play for, a lot to get, get excited about, right? Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be great. You know, I came from a high school, and, you know, I'm used to winning. So, when I came up here last year, it was kind of, you know, a shocker. But, like I talked about, like, the first time we talked, and everybody done bought in, everybody's motivated to get it back to where it was a couple years ago so you know I just think everybody ready for the for this year and ready for Tulane this week and UCF and whoever else next it's just we're gonna check them off it's big with the confidence too. We'll go three and two um you know just that especially going into conference play um just bringing that confidence in every week I mean that'd be huge for the team definitely Tyler need Rajay Harris joining us how was uh Sunday practice was it a, a tough one a regular one uh, how'd it go for you I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. You know, the meetings was kind of like you know, it, it was crazy. But uh, we went out of practice. We did the same thing, the special team circuit, and we ran a little bit. You know, did some team periods, but uh, it wasn't that bad. It was about the same. And things were uh, a bit chippy. It appeared on the field Saturday night. A lot of talking, a lot of yapping. Uh, you know, you, if somebody does something to you, your natural instinct is to do it back. As a, a football player on the football field. How tough is that to rein it in, guys? And and you you know you don't want to get a penalty for your team. So, how do you uh, control that on the field, guys? We'll start with you, Tyler. I mean, just being smart, knowing the whole situation. Uh, you know, obviously it was a close game, so every every yard counts. You know, with the field possession and uh, stuff like that. But no, I mean for me, I just I mean I don't take it personally. I mean, it's out there on the field. Anything can happen. You know, everybody's trying to win. So I just I mean. You'd be smart about it. Rajay, you're a pretty cool dude when you come in here. I'm not going to try to tackle you on a football field. You're probably a different person. But how do you keep calm in those uh, situations? Uh, I just try to stay disciplined. You know, um, I can't let what they say get to me. Like, I don't know you outside the field. It's just, you know, I just, I be locked in. So, <laughs> whatever I have to do to win, that's what I'm going to do regardless. So, I don't too much care about what they got to say. 3.30 kickoff coming up this Saturday. East Carolina taking on Tulane. Uh, my team lost yesterday. Rajay's team lost last night. Tyler's Cowboys uh, will be on today. Pirate Radio tonight. They're going to lose tonight. Let's go ahead and sweep it. Let's get a let's get a losing sweep. Tyler, how you feel about a division matchup? Jalen Hurts and the Eagles coming to Dallas. What's going to happen tonight? 
Dak Prescott's going to lead them boys to a win. Cowboys. Sneed was already talking about a Super Bowl before we got on the air today. Yes. It's week three, man. Relax. You know. Cowboys. Super Bowl <laughs> team. <laughs> Oh man, I can't take this. I know. Let's let's wrap it up. <laughs> Rajay, uh, Tyler, great to uh, talk with you guys. Good luck this week. Get another W. Make it three in a row, and let's let's keep it rolling, fellas. Yes, sir. Sound like a plan. Continue on our Pirate Radio Players Lounge with C.J. Johnson, East Carolina wide receiver. He joins us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. C.J., how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, doing great. Appreciate your time as always. CJ, you've been having a few catches here, a few catches there. We've been waiting on the big one, and we finally got it on Saturday night. The old Conley connection between Ehlers and Johnson hooking up for a uh, 60-yard touchdown. I know that one felt good, CJ. You've been waiting on it too, right? Oh, yeah, man. I've been I've been waiting on that moment for a little while now this season. And um kind of said it didn't come a little bit earlier, but you just got to stick to it and trust the process. CJ, this is Troy. We're taking a look back at last weekend against Charleston Southern. Hey, look, a win's a win, and uh, I know you got to cherish those, but obviously you guys probably would have liked to have a little more margin of victory than uh, than you had. What's been the talk with uh, the players and the coaches after Saturday? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Coach Houston told us, like, we definitely got to celebrate the win, but we got to get back in the lab, too, because we can't, like, a team, like, not not putting that team down in any way. They were a good team, but like that game is supposed to be not decided by three points. And we just have to we just have to execute better on the offensive end to put up more than thirty one points a game. As we've said, CJ, much easier to learn from your mistakes after a win than a loss, right? You'd you'd much rather do that. Oh yes, sir. Uh is yeah, like you said, it's so much better because you can you can go into the film with a clear head, but also knowing that you have to, you have corrections that you have to make too. CJ, we've asked all the players today. I'll get your perspective on it. Down fourteen to nothing. Uh, obviously, you guys didn't panic. Uh, you came out and had a monster second quarter. So, how about that turnaround? And and how how do you you know flip momentum that fast? It really flipped from their side to your side there in that first half. Well, I can well I can honestly say that uh and all and all and all of our teammates know like we in the first quarter we didn't come out to play. Like we weren't we weren't ready to play. And and when in the second quarter when the second quarter uh started, I get everybody flipped that switch. Everybody everybody turned it on. And that just goes to show you what we can do if we just play with it on all the time. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, CJ, about, you know, we've seen sparks and quarters where East Carolina has looked fantastic. We've seen other quarters where Pirates haven't been able to put it together. What What is the missing piece to be able to do that for four quarters straight, do you think? Um, I just feel like, like I said, I feel like we just got to get in the lab and we just uh, we just got to keep building the brotherhood that we uh, that we are building currently. Like, just, just knowing that the man next to you is going to be playing for uh, for you as well. How big is it going into conference play now, you know, uh, having a chance to get Tulane at home in front of uh, a homecoming crowd? Should be another great crowd just like it was last Saturday. I think the actually the crowds and the fans of Dowdy Ficklin have been awesome so far this year. It's been great to see uh, the fans back in the stands. I think they've done a great job to show up in a big way. Uh, to be able to start conference play, you know, if you could find a way to be victorious over the Green Wave to start one and zero, and then move this program to three and two, that'd be another huge step in the right direction, in my opinion. Oh man, when we when we get this win Saturday, it's going to be a, a program changer. 
Like this is it's gonna uh, it's gonna be what we needed for a, little, a while to turn the program around. CJ, last year Tulane knocked off East Carolina thirty-eight to twenty-one. They they're known for having a pretty stingy defense. What do you uh, remember about the Green Wave, and what have you uh, begin to look at for them uh, in this year's version of that defense? Oh man, they um, they definitely they definitely had athletes, but I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like they had any better athletes than we had. We just didn't put the we just didn't put the tools to work. To beat them, so and we're coming. Uh, we're coming back this year, playing the same DB group we played last year. So, you know, that's, that's always good because you know about them. CJ Johnson four catches, seventy nine yards in that game last year against the Tulane Green Wave. Tyler Sneed five for forty six and a touchdown. So you guys had some success against them last year. Something hopefully you can build on. And, and like Troy said, we've seen it uh, in, in the fourth quarter against Marshall, the second quarter against Charleston Southern. You had done a good job, the, the Pirates CJ, of scoring the first touchdown in every game up until Saturday uh, against Charleston Southern. So I know fast starts are something you want to get out to how, how important is that for you against a team like Tulane on Saturday oh man that, that's really important because that's gonna that's gonna determine the momentum of the game like all during the game there's gonna be ups and downs in momentum but the first person to punch the other person in the face he he dictates the momentum of the game right then and there CJ, I heard uh, Coach Houston talk last week. I think there was a one day they – I don't want to say lost a practice day, but because of the rain and the weather, it kind of got disjointed, um, and it was one of the most important days of the week. And I'm not using that as an excuse or blaming that as why the Pirates didn't play to their potential, but I am just stating that as a fact that did happen last week. This week I'm looking, and it looks like it's just absolutely beautiful weather. Uh, it's going to be in the 70s or 80s every day, sunny skies, and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous game day. That last week when – with the weather condition, we've you know I heard Coach Houston talk about the need for an indoor practice facility. How how disruptive is it when you're out there and then all of a sudden, whether and if it's a lightning issue, you have to go inside. If it's just raining, you can practice in the rain, and sometimes you have to play in the rain too. But how how much of a factor was that last week, kind of being disrupted on maybe the big install day? Well, I mean we uh, we still got to practice in that day. Uh, it was a little it was a little uh, unoriented like usual. But yeah, like that plays a big part, especially on a Tuesday, um, because Tuesday is a heavy install, heavy mental, is heavy everything, because that's um, that's when you really that's when you really start the plan of the team that you're playing. So uh, with an indoor practice facility, being able to um, just go inside whenever it starts thundering and lightning, that would be nice. CJ Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. CJ, two wins in a row. Uh, let's try to make it three coming up this Saturday, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's the plan. Appreciate you joining us today. All right, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you again next week, CJ. All the best, man. All right, thanks for having me. All right, back inside the Players Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Here with a couple of Pirate linebackers, Xavier Smith. And Bruce Bivens, two straight wins for the Pirates. Welcome back, guys. How we doing on this Monday? I'm doing great. Doing great. I asked uh, Sneed and, and Rajay about this. I'll ask you guys, too. So you win the game. You're happy about that. Do you go into this game thinking, all right, we need to beat these boys by 21, 28 points? Or when you walk away from a three-point victory on Saturday, 
you know, are you are you celebrating? Are you happy? What, what's the feeling after a three point win like on Saturday? Um, we we you always should celebrate your wins, but and then you you know do some deep reflection on like the things we could do better and stuff. Kind of kind of you know going back to the things I said the previous weeks. Like we always gonna look at the things we get better to you know make our team better, but we always always celebrate our victories. What a difference a couple of quarters make, Xavier. First quarter, 14 nothing Charleston uh, Southern. Second quarter, East Carolina, 24 points unanswered, and you guys figured them out defensively. You know, what led to that? Well, why such a big first quarter for them and a huge second quarter for you guys? What was it like out there? Um, I think we just have to treat every week like it's the best team we're going to play. I feel like mentally, you know, we got we went to the game like, expecting to win and they came out and smacked us in the mouth but once we like got that wake up call that's when we got it together and we can't go about weeks like that so it's like important we just mentally focus and treat each week like it's a championship game so that's like my biggest thing like cause we got a, a lot of younger players so like as me and Bruce's leaders it's important that we just like really push that on them like treat every week like we're playing Cincinnati or South Carolina cause we all seen what we did against South Carolina, like, and then we, like, the week of preparation, we felt that, like, we knew we were going against an opponent. I feel like we kind of slipped this week, but a win's a win, regardless of the day. It was a little ugly, but still love the guys, and it was a great team win. And Jack Chambers, their quarterback, 405 passing yards, a couple touchdowns, had 54 rushing yards and a touchdown. I, just watching the games this year, he's the best quarterback you've played against, I'll say. Did you guys feel that way yeah, when sure. you were out there? Yeah, he was definitely hard to get on the ground. I ain't yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah, he was a, he was a pretty he was a pretty good quarterback. He could, he could run and he could pass the ball. So, I mean, he, he was some great competition to play against. I remember talking to one of their writers last week from Charleston Southern. He said most of uh, Chambers' rushing yards come from scrambles they're not design runs that's tough to prepare for right yeah. so what, what was it like uh i guess scout team who was the scout team qb y'all were chasing around last week who were who the scout team heroes from last week <laughs> it was ryan and walt which both did a great job you know they would do the same thing like if a quarterback got a scramble lane and he a athlete you know he's gonna make plays and that's what he did you know he's a hell of a player oh, excuse my language he's a great player so like, we just did what we could, get him on the ground, uh, do our job. You know, we had QB spy players, and he's a great player, and great players make plays, so that's what he did. Bruce, I feel like you played pretty much early on in your career, especially, I guess, maybe special teams before you got into linebacker. Xavier, you were you had that weird tight end, uh, linebacker <laughs> transition. So were you guys ever part of the, the scout team, or did you, you get right in the game? Yeah. Um. To be honest, I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was. I probably was on scout team probably like for one week or so right. or, or or a day or so, and they took me off of there, you know, because we didn't have no scout team players. We had some guys banged up and stuff like that, so I had to, you know, just go fill in a little bit. But no, not really. How important so, are those guys for your preparation week to week? I mean, we don't talk about their names because we, we don't see them in games, but yeah. it's a big part of uh, developing a program, right? Yeah, it's definitely huge for winning and losing games. You know, the guys on the scout team, they're great players as well. You know, Walt and Ryan, they're both super hard to get on the ground, especially, like, in practice when we can't, like, actually tackle them. <laughs> so they do a great job preparing us for the game, the O-line. They give us a like, – they try to mimic the best they can up to the opponent, and that's important for us so that we get those looks week to week because we can't just go into a game, like, 
not knowing the speed. Obviously, the speed's not going to be the same, but like just getting the looks and like mentally preparing, and then them just executing their plays. That way, we can get a feel and like get a head start and like kind of expect what we're going to see when we're out there on the field. Talking to Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Bruce Bivens' appearance inside the Players' Lounge brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your home for an awesome selection of late model trucks and cars, plus a full-service department. If you need new tires or a lift kit for your truck, they've got you covered there. Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. Thanks again to uh, Greenville Auto World, Tim Sutton, and uh, their support of Bruce Bivens and the Players' Lounge right here on Pirate Radio. I had an issue and took my car over there in the morning. And it was done by the afternoon, ready to go. And uh, Bruce, they do a great job over there. Yeah, they do do a great job. Um, Tim, he's a real good guy. You know, he'll make you feel, you know, like you're a part of his family. Um, he'll do anything he can to help you. And, and he's just a great guy. That that service over there is just amazing. I mean, I would, you know, recommend anyone to go over there and get their, you know, car looked at, go get a car, anything you need dealing, dealing with that. You ever heard him sing? Deal. No, I never heard him sing. He's, uh, I've heard him sing in my grandma's church back in the day. Oh, Dude really? can sing too. He can do it all. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's a, uh, Tim Sutton, great guy. Uh, Greenville Auto World. Uh, if you have issues, make sure you go there. Bruce, a sack, uh, tackle and a half for loss on Saturday night. So you uh, you made some plays when you went back and looked at the film. What'd you do well, and uh, what you got to work on? How do you think you played the other night? Uh, I think I played okay. You know, I'm always going to be hard on myself. I feel like I left some plays out there, but you know, it's always room for improvement so I feel like I could do a lot better than what I did Xavier how was uh, Sunday's practice you come off a win well a win where you think you could have done better so what was uh, Sunday's practice like for you guys um it was it wasn't like the normal like celebrate the win because we know what went wrong in that game and we like all felt it so like the Sunday was it was good we went out there practiced like usual made the correction still celebrated but we know that we can be way better and like so much better. So it's important that we just like take this week and really focus and like like Bruce said, reflect on what we did wrong and like what we need to improve on and just implement those into going into next week. Seems like it got a little chippy out there, a lot of talking. We had some penalties, things like that. So how do you balance you're gonna have fun, you're gonna celebrate a sack, but how do you kind of balance that with not doing too much, getting a taunt penalty, not, you know, getting in players' faces? Well, what's it like out there on the field where you try to control yourself and, and have fun at the same time? I mean, it's kind of hard because, you know, we play the game with a lot of emotion, but, but we got to, you know, stay within, you know, the framework of, you know, what we need. Like, like we need to stay within the framework of being, like, you know, good sportsmen and, you know, celebrate with our teammates. I mean, that kind of alleviate all of that extra stuff. So Second straight week with uh, Keaton Mitchell-Deuce. Uh, and he's doing that to, like, <laughs> our fans, right? And it's not uh, it's not taunting another player. But I did see he spoke after the game about he might have to, you know, put the fingers away uh, going into the end zone from now on. So you don't – like, you want to have fun, but I guess you, there's a line you cross, but – I don't. I don't see nothing wrong with putting it up to your team, yeah. uh, as long as you're not doing it to the other team. But is that kind of stuff discussed by the, the coaches with you guys? Yeah, that was a huge emphasis uh, last night in the meetings. Just like after the whistle stuff, celebrating like 
the taunting calls, some that we didn't get flagged, but like going to the next week, they'll be looking for that stuff. So yeah. it's important that we take those too because there's a lot of points in the game where a flag could have hurt us, a flag could help us. So it's just important to take those, even though it's a rule we don't all agree with. At the end of the day, it's a rule, so we have to respect it. Bruce and, uh, and Xavier, as linebackers, you're kind of there in the, in the middle and your officials around you. How much conversation do you have with officials? Like during a game, like – uh, you know, do you do you do you talk to them at all? Do you say do they talk to you about hey, next time you do that, it's a penalty? What's the the chatter like, if any? Um, they might come up to you, and you know, I don't really, I really don't say too much unless I hit somebody real hard or you know somebody going at me. But other than that, he, they'll probably come up to us. Hey, you might want to watch out, you know, for watch out for that next time I'm gonna call the flag or something like that but other than that I really don't hear too much he might and Xavier he might, do you ever hey I'm you know, getting he held like here I'm getting held <laughs> he like I definitely uh, <laughs> the ref talked to me quite a bit it's not always bad like I'll try to convert, conversate and like make him my friend get him on your side yeah that's what I be trying to do <laughs> like during the game like even before the game has started I'll be like hey ref like watch him right here he can't block me he gonna hold me all game <laughs> and then he'll be like alright I'll be watching and then I got a flag so like I'm gonna keep doing it I try to do anything I can do to win and that's making friends you know yeah. to the refs and that's what I'm gonna do so I don't know how often you have the same officials every game but they ever look and see a guy and like man this guy this guy again like do you do you know the guys by their face or name at this point or is it no. just different people every week I know in high school I did I, still, <laughs> right, I can't right. remember them now and, uh, I, I remember a couple of faces like yeah. one of the refs that we had this week I remember I definitely remember remember him um, good or bad um Honestly, okay. I, just Enough said. I just remember his face, but, you know, the penalty, the penalties can, you know. Yeah. Got uh, Tulane coming to town this week. Positive note, guys, two wins in a row. You can get to uh, three and two. This will be the, the latest in the year. East Carolina's had a winning record since, I believe, 2015. So uh, a lot to look forward to, a lot to be excited about heading into conference play for you guys. I mean, control we control. It's sounds good on paper to do all that but it's important we just focus on what we have in front of us you know live in the moment uh, Tulane's a great team we have to go to work just like we prepare for any other team just have a focused week make the corrections you know see what we did wrong last week fix them and then do a better job this week because that's what they're going to see on film so we got to do a great job correcting what we put on film and just putting a better product on the field each week. Another talented quarterback you'll face, Michael Pratt, on the year 10 touchdowns to two interceptions. And he's a guy that's, uh, I think, still young in his career, but has played a lot of football. What do you guys remember about Pratt and, and their offense? Uh, I, I knew he was a pretty uh, I knew he was a pretty young quarterback, but, you know, he's a he's a great athlete, and, you know, he could pass the ball, and he could, you know, hurt you with his feet, too. So we got to prepare for that. We just got to focus on us, honestly. So, I mean... Xavier, you don't want to get down double digits every game, but at least you've proven the last two weeks that if you do, you can still win the game. So that's gotta that count for counts for some, right? You're never out of it, no matter what the score is. It looks like. Yeah, I always preach the game ain't over till there's triple zeros on the board. So, uh, like, it's important that we stay positive on the sideline because you know the sideline if it's dead and like we just really get down early, it can really hurt the team like in the long run. So it's important that. Like the leaders lead, and we just keep that positive mindset. Like we're gonna come back, you know, get it going type deal. So that's what's important to me. I think that's really beneficial and like helps win a lot of games. Xavier Smith, Bruce Bivens here in the Pirate Radio Studios in the Players Lounge. Bruce's appearance uh, inside the Players Lounge, brought to you by Greenville Auto World. Guys, good luck. Let's get win number three in a row, and uh, we'll talk to you, gentlemen, again next Monday. Sir, appreciate you guys. Appreciate it.
And that's another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the Players' Lounge Edition. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer, available in five fruit flavors, two grams of carbs, gluten-free and only 100 calories, and nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store, or you can go to Spotify. You also can visit our website at pr 9 fmcom and you can follow us on social media at PR927FM to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.